This is Afterbirth, the fourth and more postpartum support group brought to you by Preggers Can Be Choosers. In this podcast, we offer peer-to-peer support, not paid psychotherapy. We try to offer support and personal experiences over solutions. If you find yourself in need of more support, the Postpartum Support International, or PSI, warm line is 1-800-944-4773. You can also send a text message to 503-894-9453. English and Spanish options are available. If you'd like to join our conversation live, we meet every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Need a reminder? You can sign up for text alerts at www.preggers.rock. Lastly, if you find this podcast helpful, please consider sponsoring this group for 99 cents a month. And don't forget to share this podcast with friends and family who may find it helpful too. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Hi everyone, this is Caitlin. I'm filling in for Rowan and Blythe this week. They are busy at a conference. Um, This is the fourth and more uh, postpartum support group. and hi, I'm Caitlin. I have a two-year-old, a two-year-old and a five-year-old, um, and we have nothing crazy going on for a moment. Um, and this week's topic is going to be ways that we try and take care of our family, um, whatever that may look like. Um, we last week we talked about elderberry syrup and how. Some families do certain things to help keep our families healthy. Um, and we wanted to talk about that. So who wants to go next? I'll go. Um, hi, I'm Adila. I am a mother of three, um, a eight month old, a two year old, a four month or four year old, and I'm pregnant. Um, so it's really hard to take care of your whole family. I gotta say, um, I get really overwhelmed sometimes because I like forget things and then I feel like it's my fault that I forgot it. But then I'm like, damn, I was just, you know, packing for three little ones plus myself, plus, you know, grabbing things for my husband because he's on his way home from work. And he's like, Hey, can you get this for me? Um, so like when I go to my parents' house and I'm like, oh my God, I forgot the, you know, nasal spray or whatever. It's like, it can literally be the end of the world for my eight month old because, you know, that spray up the nose can help him sleep better. <laughs> so, but that's okay. I mean, cause then it's like, you know, it's just a trip to CVS, <laughs> no big deal. And I can always ask someone to do that for me. Like my dad's so helpful and I forget about that. Like sometimes you know, I remember the other day my dad was holding Denise, my son, and we were just like chilling in the living room and I got to do something and I came back and I was like, here, I can take him. He's like, well, do you need him for something? Like, are you going to feed him or something? And I was like, no. And he's like, so it's okay. I got him. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's great. Thanks. And it was kind of like, oh yeah, duh. Like I can let go. Like people can help take care of my children. I don't always have to have a child in my lap or you know, I don't have to be chasing some kid's runny nose. Like, you know, my mom can do that if I'm there or my husband can do that. But, um, (laughs) 
And then it's really hard to take care of yourself when you're pregnant with a bunch of toddlers because your immune system's like down automatically. So pretty much whatever they get, you're going to get, which kind of sucks. Um, it's just your, it's like inevitable. So you know, it's going to happen. Um, so I do, I do elderberry syrup and I'm, and I feel like it helps, you know, my husband calls it snake oil. He's like, it's just all in your head. Like, whatever. If that helps, it helps. (laughs) And, um, I think sleep is like a huge factor to self-care, um, especially when we're sick or just in our daily lives. I think like lacking sleep can make a big difference and we may not even realize it because we're so used to, as mothers, we're so used to not being able to get 10 hours of sleep, <laughs> you know, we're kind of always up in the night taking care of somebody. If it's not the, the baby who needs to be fed, it's my two-year-old who had a nightmare. Or it's my four-year-old who's screaming because she needs to get up to go pee, but she can't, she doesn't want to do it by herself because she's scared. Um, and yeah, we did get a new mattress. So that was like number one self, another self-care that just happened recently. We got a new, cause our old mattress was from Ikea and you know, Ikea is great, but sleep is definitely an investment. And so we decided to splurge and get a um one of those like all tempurpedic mattresses from Casper and it's really nice i have to say <laughs> like my sleep's really improved and i pretty much now live in my bed cuz i like the way it feels it just feels so different when you sit on it and it's really weird now too cuz i'm like yeah i can't wait to do postpartum on this bed it's going to feel amazing <laughs> it's going to feel amazing I keep hearing about bum. those beds too about those Casper beds i keep hearing about them yeah, they're really nice. And my husband has a herniated disc, so he's been in a lot of pain. And his pain is my pain because then I just hear it and I'm like, oh my God, please be quiet. <laughs> so um, him getting good sleep, me getting good sleep, it's made a huge difference. And um, the other thing I will say is that I'm sweating in the bed. And I heard that that's a thing with like most foam mattresses. Um, but I'm only sweating in like my waist area. So I don't know if it's cause I'm pregnant and the baby's like extra heat right there and I'm just sweating there. I can't really say it's the bed's fault just yet. Um, but a girlfriend of mine did tell me to go get like bamboo woven sheets cause apparently they help keep you cool. So that's my next self care to splurge on cause I'm sure those sheets are going to be expensive. Um, awesome. Martha or Beverly, do you want to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Martha. I am a mother to a near 23-month-old who has actually been walking up a storm for the the last month and a half, two months, and uh, it's it's crazy, and I'm sure y'all here uh, identify with it. I am so new at this, and just it's crazy. It's constant watching, and he's like a little bullet, and so uh, just he ex- he's an explorer, of course, like so many. And uh, as far as self or uh, taking care of the family and taking care of family health, I literally am living and learning as I go. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's crazy. He started daycare in October, two days a week. He's gotten sick four times since October with crap from school. Um, and so it's just kind of like calling the pediatrician and, you know, adjusting diet if necessary and all of that. But, you know, knowing that it's a part of the school, uh, 
experience for the kids, bringing home crap, and then you're going to get that crap. So, you know, I don't feel like I'm necessarily armed and ready. I think I could be more prepared and like what you all are talking about. Um, I've never heard of the, did you say it was a, a berry oil? Elderberry syrup. It's Elderberry really syrup. In a lot of hippie groups, I guess that you could say. <laughs> yeah. So Tiffany makes her own, which is kind of what we were talking about. Um, and Rowan says online that our um, topic was going to be crafts that we do too, <laughs> but like it's stirred out of this um, that Tiffany makes her own elderberry syrup that she buys elderberries from online through a reputable source and then makes it for her kids. Um, and a lot of people believe that it just helps boost that immune system, um, especially during this sick season. And so she gives it to her kids, you know, two to three times a day. Um, and it can be really expensive when you buy it over the counter. Um, but, she, you know, she says it helps with her kids and it's, it's got a honey base. And um, yeah, it's, an, it's something that a lot of people use to help boost immune. Beverly, you want to introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Beverly. Um, I'm a mother of four, uh, eight-year-old, seven-year-old, five-year-old, and a uh, four-month-old. And we are currently passing the crap around. Um, <clears throat> I was the last person to get it. And I thought, you know, it was going from like kid to kid and my boyfriend and like everything. And then I was thinking, oh, I have such a strong immune system. Like, <laughs> I'm not getting this crap. And then um, I woke up yesterday with it. <clears throat> so dealing with that right now. And um, yeah, it's really hard for me to self-care in general. But then when it comes to everyone being sick, it's just like absolutely draining. Um, I used to be a lot more like when my when my older three were toddlers, especially with the first two, I was like super um, natural minded and I did all the elderberry syrup and I did essential oils and I did just like everything, all the hippie stuff. Um, and I DIY'd a lot of shit and, you know, but then um, I guess it was years of single, single motherhood kind of just beat me down and I didn't have time or because everything like that either requires time and or money and I didn't have either of those things so I'm a lot more when it comes to um ah when it comes to treating illnesses I'm a lot more quick to grab Tylenol and you know antibiotics and you know just especially with four running around it's like I've definitely um and it's like I feel okay about that sometimes I wish that you know I would take the time to do the things that I used to do but at the same time like I know that I'm like I have limits and that I think that I I'm doing the best that I can but <clears throat> I don't know I I've been I've been doing okay as far as I don't even want to say okay as far as self-care, but um, I've been doing better this time around postpartum than I have any other time. I'll put it that way. But um, 
yesterday I had a really, really bad day and then it kind of bled into today and I'm feeling really like on top of being sick. I'm feeling just a lot of feelings. So, um, it's just been a really rough week and, um, I'm ready for the sickness to be gone. And, and I do want to, I want to say one more thing about self-care. Um, I feel like a lot of times it's the things that I consider self-care, like that I like to do for myself, requires, <laughs> requires like spending money and like, I don't have that right now. And so it's like really hard for me. Like I love getting my nails done and I love getting massages and stuff like that. And I, I like shopping and I like buying things and I do not have that luxury right now. And it's really, I know that it's, I know that you don't need to go spend money on yourself for self-care, but that's just like what I like to do. And so I'm also struggling with that. Um, just like financial hardship. So yeah, that's, that's me right now. So Beverly, I totally understand that. Um, speaking of nails, I like—I literally have just gotten my nails done for the second time in over a year since before he was born. Like the nail ladies were like, oh my God, I haven't seen you in so long. How old are your kids now? And I was like, oh yeah, I've got three now. And they're like, what? Um, but so my girlfriend and I, my best friend, she, we used to, because I mean, I used to love going out and buying new clothes for myself as well, especially like Target shopping. It's just like the place I want to go. Um, but when I'm like low on cash, but I want to have fun and splurge, my best friend and I, and I have two girlfriends who would do this with me, we'll like go through each other's closets and take things like, oh my God, I love this. Uh, and then she'll be like, yeah, I hardly ever wear it. Take it. And then that's like, yes, I got a new blouse, you know, or I got a new scarf or I got, you know, new whatever jewelry it is you know and and then we just like go back and forth on that like and they can they'll do that to my closet um and things like that so that's like one I don't know maybe one way to if you have a girlfriend who um is down to do that and you guys can like trade clothes because then it makes you feel like you have new clothes even though they're kind of used um the other thing sometimes I do um I don't know if you have like um something you do that you can give but I've recently been asked to do like a trade in products. And so this, this other mother is going to give me a trade in her photography business. And she's really great. She's the one who actually came up to me with it for my, um, cause I just started doing like offering bee steaming for moms. And so she's giving me like a, you know, $500 bundle while I give, give her so many steam vaginal steaming sessions and I thought that was kind of cool I was like yeah that's awesome I'm down for saving money (laughs) because I love having like you know pictures taken of my family or whatever and I've always wanted like photos of my birth and I've never had that before just because it's always been really kind of out of our price range after hiring a midwife and hiring a doula and then hiring a postpartum doula it's like nope can't afford the the um the birth photographer. But anyway, so that might be another option if you have something that you do or that you like to make at home that you could trade with someone that has something that you may want um, and approach them with that. But yeah, those are just suggestions.
for a while I um, always took my Monday nights and I, I always have to get out of the house usually because my husband was not always good at keeping the kids out of a workspace um, or like out of the bedroom or like wherever it is with a locked door even. And so I would constantly find myself spending money just so that I could feel like I was getting self-care, but it wasn't really what I wanted to be doing, right? I really wanted to be home. I wanted to be organizing something. Like, I find a lot of joy in cleaning and organizing. Um, but Martha might understand that as from my theater background as a stage manager. Like, I like the oh, yeah. very compartmentalized. I want like an individual little box for each thing, like that will then stack perfectly. I it's it's a thing. everything has its house. <laughs> yes. So I would rather be home putting things in their homes. Um or at home making something or working on my sewing machine or working in my shop. And um it's we're starting to transition that I get to do the thing I want to do at home because I'm getting tired of spending money on things that aren't actually doing anything for me right and so we're having to readjust how we manage that um you know basically last night last night was monday night so it was my night and i came home and i started building ikea furniture and i was just upstairs doing all my things to like reorganize my space and i had a few chores to do downstairs before the boys got home and as soon as that car was there i was i bolted upstairs and kind of like secluded myself so that they didn't even see me and didn't necessarily know I was home. Hey y'all, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get right back to it. Getting back to our real talk after birth style. So I don't know, I guess we're just, we're going through this transition of finding the right, the right way that I get the right self-care. Um, and we also have found a way that like, my husband and I, we don't call it an allowance, but like we get an allowance each paycheck and then we can't be mad at the other for how we spend it, right? Like he can't be mad at me if I go spend $60 to get my nails done if it's out of my my funds for the month, you know? So that, that's been really helpful too is because then he gets his money and I can't be mad at him for however he spends it, right? Um, and that's just something that's been taken out of our our relationship to not fight over it, but allow us to each fund the self-care that we want and would need in that moment. So I really like that idea of the whole allowance and not you know judging the other one of how they're spending their money because that's like a problem in our relationship <laughs> and even though you know we have so like okay um here's a little uh religious lesson for you guys islamically whatever money i make is my own money <laughs> i have there is no responsibility upon me to put it towards our family it is the man's job once he gets married to provide for his family, including me. And that includes a roof over my house, the food, the clothes on my back, um, and things like that. So, um, but that being said, um, we do have a joint account and I do put like 
whatever like doula money I make in that account um and then I also have a separate account for my like other business um like what I do for postpartum just because I buy products and I need to like keep track of it separately um but yeah that's that's kind of become an issue because my husband and I grew up very different um I will say I probably maybe grew up a little more spoiled than he did um my mother was very big on you know taking care of your skin and a lot of self-care like like I remember in Asia, we would both get a massage every other week. Um, she did facials every other week. She didn't spend her money on, on makeup. She spent her money on like face products, like creams, you know, um, sunscreen and just like night cream, eye cream, just all this different stuff. And it's like been built in me since I was young, like pretty much since I was, you know, I don't know, 12, when I started having to take care of my skin. My mother was like, look, this is, this is your face wash. You need to get good face wash. You have to pay attention to like what's in it. Um, and this is the cream that you put on before you go out with sunscreen. And this is the cream you put on at night or whatever, whatever. And my husband has, just doesn't get that. And I think also as a man, he doesn't get that, right? Like men don't put on like face creams um, or spend money on like, you know, exfoliation. Um, so when he sees like that, I, you know, bought this and that, um, or I went and got like a $70 massage or that, um, a $70 facial. He's like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, yeah, but that's, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, what Caitlin said, that's what I find that I need. And you just need to go to Home Depot and get yourself a new saw. And that's what you need. And I'm not going to say shit about that $200 saw that you only use three times a year. <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> Um, so that's a really good relationship tip <laughs> for my husband. He wants a new big screen TV. We don't need a new big screen TV. So he is, instead of spending his money every two weeks, he is saving his money so that he can buy something big. I thought he was going to buy it at Christmas and then he bought me a lathe. He blew all of the cash he'd saved on a lathe for me. So was, like, that's awesome. But then, like, now he's resaving his money because he wants to buy this big screen TV, which I think is unnecessary. But if he wants to spend his cash on it, I can't care about it, right? Right. Like, I just can't. Whereas if I want to spend $5 at Starbucks every single day, he can't be mad at me because it's already done. Anyway, <laughs> so it doesn't really matter what, like, for us, what the amount is. It's just that we make sure to set that aside so it's not a point of contention um every month of what we're spending and we do it in cash so that it's like it's <laughs> the account and it cannot go on a credit card right so that's that helps us too um but anyway yeah so that for us that's how we manage like making sure that we um have something to be able to spend money on the things that we do for self-care now whether that be twenty dollars a month or a thousand dollars a month I don't care I don't know your I don't know anyone's income you know but um again it's it's what works for us and now I'm going to start saving my money for the things that I want because I'm finding more fulfillment in doing things at home and we're redoing our schedule anyway so I think that's part of it too is that as a mother we're having to figure out what what things we enjoy again whether that be taking care of our family making elderberry syrup or if it's like I'm building Ikea furniture for my office right now. Like there's a giant table all laid on the floor <laughs> that's getting put together and it's um, 
I find it really enjoyable to build IKEA furniture. I like it. It's a puzzle. Things have their place. Um, anyway, yeah. Oh, I got it. This is a little off topic, but it is something that happened on Saturday. So one of our fish died. And I know we've talked about death before with our children in this podcast. And oh my God. So my kids fed the fish totally fine in the morning. And then um, they went to the gym and with my husband and I'm like in the kitchen, I look over and I see Goldie, the goldfish. And he's like floating upside down at the top. And I'm like, oh my God. So I go over there, I got a tap on the glass, like, hello. And he swims, he starts swimming back down, but then he keeps like floating up. So he keeps like, he can't, he can't keep himself down. So I call my uncle Don, who is the fish expert. And he's like, oh yeah, he's got like a urinary infection kind of deal. And he can't pee. And so it's like standing up, it's staying in his body and that's making him float. And there's really nothing you can do about it. I mean, he told me, he's like, you can do something, but it's really like, he's like, you know, you probably don't, it's not really worth it. Something to do with salt water. I don't know. Um, by the way, this is my same uncle that I've seen give CPR to a fish. So this is how much he loves fishes and knows about fish. Um, and so he, I was like, well, what can I do to put him out of his misery? Like, you know, He's just like floating and then trying to swim down and floating. And the angelfish is like picking at him now because I guess he's weak. Um, and so he told me, he's like, well, just put him in like a little plastic baggie and stick him in the freezer and that'll put him out of his misery like quickly and painless. Like, okay. So I put him in a Ziploc and I put him in the freezer and he's still in our freezer, by the way, because I wasn't quite sure what to do with him. And I was thinking maybe it'd be good for my daughter to see a burial of the pet might be good like I don't know learning anyway she came home where's Goldie so we had to talk well Goldie got sick caught goldfish disease and Goldie died that Goldie passed away and then we talked about but she didn't see the fish in the freezer she wanted to but I was kind of like no 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 like we'll we'll put the fish it will put Goldie in um in the yard and you can pick out a spot we can bury goldie so we talked about burial and we talked about how we all go back to the earth and da da da, da. but now she has it in her head that goldie's gonna get better once she gets buried in the ground she's like yeah like we'll put the goldfish in the ground and then we'll pour water on the fish right mom and then goldie's gonna get better and i was like no <laughs> this isn't some stephen king book this is this is goldie's gone goldie's dead <laughs> and I don't know why it's not sticking with her because now she keeps just saying that Goldie's going to get better. And I'm like, no, Goldie's not going to get better. Goldie's gone. You're never going to see Goldie again. And that's okay to be sad about it, but that's that. And <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Anybody got tips? <laughs> Daniel Tiger's episode. Where oh, yes. Louis. Yes. I, I remember that episode. Yeah. It's really like to the bottom. Yeah. I know, right. It's almost perfect. But I forget what they did with the fish. Did they put him in the toilet or throw him in the trash? I don't um, remember. Tiff, what have you got? Because I know that rascal is a common topic for your girls. Yes. Um, this happened with our five-year-old. Um, it, it came out in a moment of, like, when she was having a tantrum. This was a few months ago when I guess maybe she didn't quite realize or fully understand 
the concept of death, but she was like, you have to bring him back now. Like, you know, him being back would make everything better. Um, which, you know, it clicked for me, like, oh, you know, she doesn't still quite get it. She's right on that cusp of like understanding and not understanding the finality of it. Um, <clears throat> but lately it's been our younger daughter, Willow, she'll be four in a couple weeks um and she's saying we need to go back to texas and get him you need to bring him back like when is he going to come out of the ground and you know we need to visit him and i have been telling her well just close your eyes and think of rascal and think about holding him or petting him or if you want to tell him something talk to him close your eyes and he'll be with you that way um but you know that he's his body is buried but his spirit i say his spirit lives on through us and if you want to pet him or be with him you can just think of him and we can get out pictures of him and his paw prints but he's not going to come back as a cat um, the, the Daniel Tiger episode, I think we only watched it once or twice and then Amazon like took away half of the seasons of Daniel Tiger. So, um, but I think it was Goldie down the toilet is from what I remember. So yeah, that's, it's definitely difficult with kids and then having kids who, you know, who are two different ages, they're just not completely understanding or they you know have these different ideas in their head that you know they're not really on the same page as any of us so it's it's definitely hard yeah my two-year-old i don't think she even notices the fish is gone um <clears throat> and we had recently gotten like a new pleco fish and so my my eldest was like oh that's goldie she's just changed shape and i'm like no no that's a different fish like she's that's different um <clears throat> that's dots we named it dots <laughs> and uh so now i'm just kind of like you know does replacing the fish make it better for her like does she replacing the fish with a new one make it seem like okay like the old one is gone and you know dead and no longer can come back and here's the new fish um but i don't know so I do kind of need to go to the pet store and get a new fish though, because that angel fish is getting a little lonely and I know that they need like company, I guess, in order to be happy. So I do need to get a new fish anyways. Um, <clears throat> but yes, that's what we kind of went through this weekend. And um, I also don't know if like burying it with her is going to make it worse or not. Like I don't want her, cause I don't want her to go out in the yard and think that she can like unbury the goldfish. I don't know. I have no idea. That's another thing. <laughs> That's another thing. We we did a like a burial as a family, but you know, a cat is much larger. So we yeah. dug a very very deep hole um and put a plant on top of it. So yeah. maybe that could be something that you decide on a flower or an herb or something or yeah. something that can't be moved by her yeah um, that's true but doing it together I thought I thought was helpful because we were all 
you know, mourning the cat. A fish can be a little bit different. Um, but no, also, a fish is totally different. I mean, I've, I've buried three cats. I know exactly. Like, like I, 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 I can't even picture the day one of our cats leaves us because I know it's going to be a, a really rough time for everybody and mostly probably myself and the girls. I don't know about my husband. <laughs> He's not really a cat person, but um, yeah, that's, I know it's way more different, I think. I think at least, right? Cats and dogs are just different than a fish. But it might not be for your four-year-old. True. Very true. To us, a fish is a fish, and we know that their lifespan is smaller. Like, we as adults understand that, right? But at the age of four, they might not understand that, like, a fish doesn't live, you know, 50 years. Like, you know, that's just not what happens. You know, like, a sea turtle lives (laughs) hundreds of years, but we live, you know, up to a hundred and, you know, a fish does not live that long. So, and cats and dogs, you know, they're 15, 20 years usually. So it's just different, right? But to Mm -hmm. her, it's the, have you had that fish pretty much her whole life? You know? No, we just got it. Oh. The, it's all, it hasn't quite been a year yet, but it's like, it's like eight months. We've had the fish for eight months. Okay. So, but yeah, no, you're totally right. I mean, she does say goodnight to them. She does say good morning to them. And she says goodbye to them before she goes to school and she feeds them. So it is very much, you know, part of her daily, you know, routine for the past few months. So this is true. If you are looking for uh, kids books about death and grieving, um, the ones that we bought and have helped for us, there is a post in the Facebook group Prayers can be choosers. Um, the three or four books that we got regarding death and dying, um, they're all in there on a post. Oh, I can tag you in it if you want. Yes, I would love that. Thank you. Anybody else have anything that they need to talk about, want to talk about? Stop going on. So some of you guys may have saw in my Facebook post, someone came out and kind of attacked me a little bit on my business. And so I think that was kind of a little self-care in cutting ties with that person um, because it really put me down. It really, like, um, you know, really hurt my feelings. Uh, so it's for those of you who don't know, I, I do like a postpartum business who that is catered um, to mothers after birth. And it's like a one-time visit. Usually sometimes it's two if the mother has a cesarean. Um, but it's like based off of the Malay traditions of how we take care of a mother. So it's very much like kind of like a spa-like treatment at home. You know, you get a bath, you get a massage. Um, and you get like these herbal products and the bind and all of this stuff. And anyways, I like, I got certified in it. Honestly, really just to have the paper. Um, and to, I suppose also have a better understanding of my own traditions and the, the, the scientific knowledge behind the tradition, um, and why it works maybe. Um, so I did that class. I got a business model through it and I actually used that business model for my business because 
I pretty much paid for that. Um, and another doula from California uh, had come into town, you know, we're Instagram friends, we go back and forth with each other. And so she was like, Hey, like, I'd love to see you. And I was like, yeah. And, and this was like, right after Denise was born. So she came over to my house and hung out for a bit. And it was really cool. We really hit it off. We really liked her. And we talked about business because she too runs a postpartum business, but hers is very different. So she's not Malay, but she does take from like different cultures. So she does like closing of the bones. She does the bunkubine. She does the bath and all this stuff, but hers are longer visits. They're usually an hour long each session and they last over like three or four weeks. Right. Whereas mine is just like a one-time two hour deal. Uh, <clears throat> so fast forward, I started my business in right before he was born, which was in June last year. And then we met, I don't know, in September. And then now it's February of 2020 and she saw like an Instagram post and was like, I can't believe you just copied me and said that I was taking credit for something that she does. Um, and I, and, and then not only that, but she like attacked my characteristics. She was like, that's, you know, you're, that's very wrong Islamically character of you to do this and take claim of this thing. And I was kind of like, well, you know, first off, um, I'm not taking claim to anything. It's like, I always say that it's my Malay tradition. It comes from my generations and it's, I'm not doing anything that's unique. It's just been done for thousands of years. Um, and when I responded back to her and I, you know, apologized, I was like, I really never meant any offense. And like, you know, I hope that we can work through this. She kind of came back catty at me and was like, you know, I don't think you get it. Like, you, you... okay. She was like, I don't think you get it. You you stole my business idea because we had talked about business. And so then I just I just said, you know, I think it's best we go our separate ways and I blocked her. And um <clears throat> but I thought, you know, I was like I was really I don't know, I was really surprised about how heartbroken I was over it. Kind of really felt like like a good friend of mine being like wah, 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 like stabbing a little knife into me, like, you suck as a person. Um, and I was trying to make it better and apologize, even though my husband was like, F that, like, you didn't apologize for shit. <laughs> I was like, no, but I feel bad. Like, cause you know, obviously there's a miscommunication there and she thinks this way of me and I want to clear that up because that's not you know, who I am and that's not what I've, I've done at all. And I want to make sure we're on the same page, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, so I decided to end the relationship and it kind of also surprised me how much we can be affected by sorry my son is going crazy um it, it surprised me how much we can be affected by I, I i mean maybe it was cyberbullying in a way but um i was like dang this is a girl who's like on the internet who's like all the way over in california and why is she affecting my life so much uh and yeah, that was another reality check, right? Because then I thought about my kids. I was like, man, if anybody makes a comment somewhere down the line, and you can be really kind of affected by that mentally, even though they're miles away, you know? Um, I've only met her once. She has nothing to do with my life. I'm never going to see her again, really, you know? Besides us being in the doula world. Um, so, lesson learned. And... Um, <clears throat> self-care, snipping, boundaries.
Yeah, that's a lot. And it's, it's hard because you try and make friends and you try and, you know, even just bouncing ideas off of people, if people want to claim it, right? Because all of a sudden we're in this world that branding is such a huge thing that, you know, like everyone's upset if you even remotely resemble what they want to do, right? They want it to be their own, even though you guys are in completely different markets. As far as I'm aware, you have no plans to move to California and she doesn't, I don't know if she has plans to move to Texas, but like even still, you know, like it's just, anyway, that, yeah, it it can affect us. And because everything just stays online and because everyone looks up reviews and everything else, you just, it's like you, you freak out because you're like, how do I safeguard the things that I'm building for me and my family, you know? Um, yeah how do you safeguard all of those things because it's it's also your livelihood right um or part of your livelihood to do this so it's it gets really scary you know when when one person could just take all of that from you and maybe not even take it but it feels like a threat that they would What else do we, what else have we got? Today's kind of laid back. So Tiff, earlier we were talking about like how we take care of our families because uh, we were talking about you making elderberry syrup um, and like how we find ways to take care of our families. Um, and then we've talked some more about like self-care and how we manage to do that, especially, you know, and um, Beverly had shared that like the things she likes to do cost money for self-care um, and that that's always just it's it's hard to do if you don't have the money to do that so then you feel like you're not actually doing self-care you're just like pretending to do self-care or that's how it feels at least um yeah yeah i can definitely relate to that um <clears throat> i mean I would love to go and get my nails done every two weeks or every month even, but it just doesn't happen that way. I mean, I would love to go and get massages. That's like the ideal self-care for myself. Um, I've started like doing nails with the girls, which is fun, but it's not for me. And then, I try to carve out time to do my own nails and it never happens that way. Or if I do carve out that time, it winds up being maybe a bath or something else where I still don't feel like I got what I wanted because I had to do a different form of self-care. Um, <clears throat> I know last week I mentioned like this desire to craft where I've been really wanting to like make something with my hands. And <clears throat> this past weekend we went to a friend's house and basically had a tie dye party. And I was like, it's mostly my materials and I have the most experience doing it. So a lot of the other people there were calling me the instructor, <laughs> which I thought was kind of, <clears throat> kind of funny, but it made me feel good. 
and we pretty much tie-dyed for like six to eight hours. I was like curing clothes and the soda ash and tying things up and like, you know, checking on the girls to see if they wanted to tie-dye. So today and yesterday I've been like washing things out and looking at our creations. So I feel like I kind of like got that filled a little bit, but now it's just like, I want more, <laughs> like I want to do it again or like I'm ready to do something else. Like, okay, what else are we crafting? <laughs> like I got a little taste of it and now I want more and more and more. Um, and I think I'm starting to realize that that like crafting and making things with my hands is really becoming important self-care for myself because that's how I express myself. That's how I get into the flow. That's how I, you know, stress relief. Um, and I feel like I haven't done that in a while. I've been trying, I've been paying attention to like the nails and the baths and things like that, which are nice and fun, but I also, um, I need that create, creating space. Um, probably, you know, more than I thought. Yeah, and I was feeling that way too. And it was always like, I can carve the time out, but I couldn't carve the kids out of my space to do that, right? And that was always an issue. Anyway, we crafted this weekend too. We made uh, the kids' Valentines and we made um, seed paper. Oh, horses for the kid, for the two-year-old and Pokeballs for the, these aren't the ones. Anyway, so we attached them to cards. Anyway, so I got to actually do a lot of it, but they helped like rip up paper and then they did like, they helped push the blender and then they helped mix the seeds. But then I got to like do most of the press work, you know, and onto the screen and everything. And it was just making something, right? So my kids got to help and then I put their cards, you know, printed out their cards and things like that. And now they're helping like sign them and, you know, stick the things on or whatever. Um, but yeah, so I'm finding even just doing the kids' Valentines um, as a craft that I'm enjoying doing, even if they help with just little bits, I still get like time to go, okay, Nathan, I have to finish these for his class. So I need to be able to have time to do this part be and they can't really help with this part. You know, they can't Sharpie. I'm not going to give either of my children a Sharpie to Sharpie on lines or eyes. Like that's just not happening, right? Because um, the last time one of our kids accidentally got a Sharpie, he colored on all of our walls. So, you know, um, anyway, but I'm finding that I need that crafty time too. And I'm starting to make it happen more and more. Um, setting rules that if mom's upstairs, no one's allowed upstairs because I'm working. And that's the other thing is we started calling it work. Because um, while some of it is work, some of it is not work, some of it is just self-care crafting, right? Um, but yeah, kids understand you're at work more than she's busy doing this thing that you might want to do too. <laughs> Any other thoughts? Beverly, I, I kind of just wanted to circle back to you to check in, I guess, because I know you said you had a really rough day yesterday. It's like bleeding into today, but I just wanted to make sure that you were 
you know, if there's anything that we could do to help you, if you wanted to decompress or anything, we're here for you. Um, well, thank you for that. Um, it's like kind of completely off topic, so I didn't want to bring it up, but, um, basically I'm just getting a lot of pressure from people to get married and I'm not ready for that. And I, um, I come from a broken family, like times three, like I've witnessed my mom has gone through four marriages. My dad has gone through three marriages. And I was um, divorced and had three kids by 22 years old. So I'm like terrified of marriage. And, um, and I think I have every right to be. <laughs> um, but I'm getting a lot of pressure from my family to get married. And then... Uh, a conversation I had yesterday with my dad sparked a conversation with my boyfriend. And then even though we had, we've talked about getting married, um, and left that to, you know, be in the future. And I didn't realize that it was like anything that was, I don't think it was even around the corner. I think that the conversation kind of just maybe, made my boyfriend think that I didn't want to get married to him at all and then he got upset and then we had a fight about it and now it's like just bringing up a lot of shit for both of us I guess and so I'm kind of just feeling really resentful and like I said just a lot, a lot of emotions about a lot of different things coming up and um I'm I'm having a hard time taking any kind of um, advice or opinions from people who um, haven't had great marriages themselves. So <laughs> that's I don't know. It's just when I guess I was already feeling a certain kind of way about it, and then the fact that it caused tension between me and my boyfriend just made me a lot more upset. So. Well, thanks for like sharing that with us and trusting us with your, your past and kind of your, your personal relationship right now. Um, yeah. Sometimes we just need to decompress a little bit from both sides and then come back and try to communicate so that, you know, you and your boyfriend are on the same page and he understands how you feel and you understand how he feels. So I hope that you guys can come back to one another and, and do that. I know you've had just a lot going on, um, like trying to figure out your relationship and all of those things because you've had, you've been pregnant and postpartum for most of it. And so that's to add that on top of it add a marriage idea on top of it is a lot to process and to handle and um i'm just here to advocate do whatever the hell you want like whatever is right for you and your boyfriend um because if you guys aren't on the same page if you do it for anyone else it's not going to work you guys have to do it for you whatever you decide it has to work for you guys um 
Otherwise, it's not going to work, right? Um, my brother boundaries. Yeah, too. boundaries. Because yeah, setting those boundaries, boundaries with family. Because I know that my brother had been pressured for a while to marry his long-term girlfriend. I mean, they've been together for ten years, and they're just deciding to get married next year. They moved in together after seven years. Like they've always done it on their own track, you know. And a lot of people gave them flack for it, but now that they're, you know, like after a while, I guess it just stopped because they they were going to do their own thing, right? Whether someone else gave them advice to do it differently. And um, my husband and I did the same thing as we did not listen to anyone because his parents wanted us to get married before we did, and my mom wanted us to wait till after we had already been married so everyone will have their own opinion but the most important thing is that you and your boyfriend are on the same page and everyone 100%. else's stuff can just fall to the wayside because it doesn't fuck it. <laughs> fuck that fuck, fuck it. that uh that happens to my, so my parents were kind of like that where my dad met my mom they got married three months later and then had me like pretty much on their wedding night and my uh, my dad had just got divorced too and everyone on my dad's side was like what the fuck are you doing this is a she's singaporean first off so she's a foreigner and she's 10 years younger than you what the hell are you thinking and my dad told me he'll never tell me like what my grandfather said but my dad told me that when he took my mom his wife his new wife to meet my parent or my grandparents in texas my, my grandfather pulled him into the room and had like 30 minutes of words with him and it's really weird for me to think about that because I love my grandfather. My grandfather is like amazing to me. Um, and, uh, but yeah, my dad said that, you know, he wasn't happy and he had words with him. And then that was it. Like he never said anything again. He kind of like said what he had to say. And that was it. And it, and it was kind of, we were talking about it later. Cause I was like, you know, it's funny how things end up where everyone was against my parents' marriage. But then after my grandfather died, my grandmother got um, dementia and she moved in. We were the only ones out of, so my I've got an uncle and an aunt. We were the only ones that would take her in full time. And my mother took care of her because my mother wasn't working. So she was the one who, you know, cleaned up the accidents, made her food, took her to her hair appointments, you know, took care of her, doing everything for her for the last like two years until she passed away. Um, so it's just kind of, you know, funny how do it, do whatever you want to do, you know, F everyone else, because in the end it is your life and things I don't know, sometimes just end up working out how you want it because you did it. So we are pretty much at time. Um, do we have a topic that we want to talk about next week or do we kind of want to see where everyone's at next week? Anybody else got anything going on that they really want to talk about? Can we maybe talk about like, um, I don't know if any, are any of you guys homeschooling? Do you guys homeschool? I kind of want to We've talk thought about, about it. Yeah, I kind of want to talk about like, what do I do with three children? So my oldest goes to preschool and what do I do with my other three kids at home? Like how can I educate them in fun, crafty ways without burning myself out? Um, but then like also finding things for them to keep busy and learn at the same time, you know, cause I feel like now I'm like relying on the TV, like the TV has become my best friend and I hate it. 
I think we could definitely talk about just school in general, because I feel like no matter how you school your kids, there's, um, you know, hard shit, but also I was homeschooled. So I have, I've been to like every different kind of school you could go to. So I have like different insights, I guess. Do that. Let's do it. Let's talk about school. How we want to, how we would prefer, how we hope to educate our kids. Let's do that. Cool. Okay. So if everyone wants to unmute themselves, thank you again, Beverly, for sharing your extra. I know it's, it's a lot. But Thanks we're here for, for you. listening. Thank you. And let's everyone say goodbye, and we'll see you all next week. Bye, y'all. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. 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 Love you. Take care, everybody. Are you wanting to join in the conversation but keep missing us live? Then sign up for text reminders at www.preggers.rocks. That's www.preggers.rocks. Dot R O C K S, and we'll see you Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Oh, thank you.